Welcome to Wild Ideas Worth Living, a show where we talk to experts who've taken a wild idea and made it a reality so you can too. From people who have sailed around the world to those who've started thriving businesses and even broken records, some of the wildest ideas can lead to the most rewarding adventures. I'm your host, Shelby Stanger, and I hope you enjoy this show. This is episode 26 with Romerica Rentals founders, Gretchen Bayless and Taylor Hood. This episode was brought to you by Toad Co., this awesome outdoor company out of Central California, which, by the way, was named one of the best places to work by Outside Magazine, makes 90% of their clothing using eco-friendly materials, whether it's organic, plant-based, or recycled fabrics. Their products are also designed to go from the trail to the tavern, which is a huge bonus because who likes changing in multiple outfits when you're having a good time? One of my favorite programs they have is called Design for Good, where they take a portion of every single item they sell and put it towards exposing people with disabilities to life-changing trips in the outdoors. Their mission also aligns perfectly with having a wild idea worth living. Toad & Co. is all about inspiring people to live life to their fullest. They're rabid supporters of following your passions and refusing to settle. They also promote real people doing good work. Check out all the amazing products, missions, and ambassadors of all abilities they support at toadandco.com. Van life. Van life is all the rage right now. Gretchen Bayless and Taylor Hood, an adventurous young couple out of Oregon, founded Romerica Rentals to let other people explore North America from a camper van. And not just any camper van, but one that's been fully kitted out down to the rumple blankets and the local organic coffee so you can tour North America in style. I love this story of this couple because in wanting to share their favorite passion of exploring the world from a camper van, Gretchen and Taylor have created a thriving company, and they did it all while holding down full-time jobs. This is just their side hustle, and it's quickly becoming a booming business. It's also a good testament to the fact that you don't have to quit your job to start a business right now. I also love this podcast because we did it from Bravo, and Bravo is one of their newest vans. We did it at Hood River in Oregon. Gretchen and Taylor share the ups and downs of entrepreneurship, the keys to living van life with any budget. You can actually probably do it right now with your car, the gear you should get if you're going to do it. And we also get pretty real when it comes to health and living out your passions. At the time of this interview, Gretchen is six months pregnant and she shares what it takes to live out your passions while struggling with a health issue. On this podcast, we go a little here and a little there, but just like any good van adventure, The best trips and rides don't always go in a straight line. I hope you enjoy the show. All right. So today we have on Gretchen Bayless and Taylor Hood, founders of Romerica, coolest camper van rental company ever. Welcome to the show, guys. (laughs) Thanks for having us. Yeah, thank you. Well, actually, thanks for having me. Glad to have you guys. Yeah. Right now we are in a camper van. It's, It's Bravo, right? This is Bravo. Yep. This is Bravo. Can you tell us what Bravo is like and what kind of van this is? Sure. So it's a Ford Econoline. Uh, there's a full kitchen in here, refrigerator, two burner stove, running water. We're in lounge mode right now. Shelby and Johnny have the swivel seats in the front uh, facing towards us. And so where are we at right now? Columbia River Gorge. We're uh, in the, kind of off the beaten path in Hood River, Oregon. So we're in Hood River. Tell me a little bit about this aha moment to start a camper van rental company because really it's just so awesome well we were 
sitting on our couch. Um, we lived in the gorge for a long time, and we're sitting on our couch in Portland after doing the city life and spending every weekend possible in our van trying to get away and, and enjoy life. And um, we just pretty much realized that there's such a huge demand for people wanting to take our van that we've been in that we should maybe start a company. And so Gretchen looked at me and I was like, we're doing that. (laughs) (laughs) That literally just happened one night. Yeah, Yeah, it was literally within two seconds. And we're just trying to figure out what we wanted to do. And we're both working, you know, just full time jobs, normal, normal stuff in the city. And we're just like, we don't want to do this forever. And I highly doubt anybody really does. And we just had so many friends that wanted to get out. But, you know, not everybody has the right means, the van, the truck, the wagon, anything. And so... When Taylor brought up the idea of renting out camper vans, it was like, not only does that accomplish our personal goals of, <laughs> of having a really fun job and meeting really fun people, but you kind of get like giving people that sense of anybody can have that outdoor experience without having to buy a van or buy a truck or buy these expensive vehicles. Yeah, Let's talk about that before we get into this. I mean, so many people right now, they're like, oh, you're going to go rent a camper van or they're so into the van life is huge. But I think people have this perception that they have to start big. Right. And it's and it's just in a lot of people think that I think um, it's a normal perception to have with social media and the online articles being written and stuff. But in reality, you're you have the hashtag van life out of your Subaru wagon, out of your Tacoma, out of your what? Well, even if you're, yeah, I mean, you're running a Civic, you can still just get on the road and go and cruise. And so that's really kind of where the love of this came from. Was we've been doing this for so long, and when we finally decided to hop in a van, it was like, oh wow, this is like a sweet metal tent that you never have to set up, and it's always waterproof. Yep, you never have to break down. It takes two seconds to pop the top, and you are good to go. So. It actually worked out really well for us because we're terrible planners. We're always running on, running into camp late. You know, it's a fire road somewhere. It's dusk. So the van just really works out well for us because... It's already set up. It's already set up <laughs> so we don't have to do anything. And th- those are the type of people I think that is that are attracted to Romerica is, you know, they don't want that normal RV experience. They want that fire road camping off the beaten path. They want to just... Um, just kind of be completely self-contained and they can be it, yeah it was awesome i mean it was so nice not having to just it was so nice just being able to use a stove and make hot water this morning yeah <laughs> it's like and, if you want tea you can have tea and the best part is after our <laughs> hike yesterday we went and hiked part of the pacific crest trail it was so awesome such a bucket list thing to do not the whole one obviously but we did a little part of it yesterday near the bridge of gods and i came back to the fridge and had like a kombucha because <laughs> i'm a kombucha hippie but it was so nice so i want to go back to this this wild idea a lot of people when they start a business they quit their jobs and they put everything on hold and they start this business you guys didn't you both have full-time jobs and this is a side hustle that's already gained a ton of momentum so <laughs> yeah tell me a little bit about that it's uh, it's challenging at times, but it's so rewarding doing something you're passionate about that it's, it, you know, when we squeeze in early hours to pick up customers or work on vans or whatever, it's fun. So it's not like we're necessarily, it, it's not a burden. You know, a lot of times people will start businesses 
and it is a burden to them because they don't love what they're doing. For us, it's just, it's so fun. Our customers are amazing. You know, we love picking people up at the airport and especially dropping them off because they're sad. They don't want to go <laughs> they've had home. Such great, they've had such a good time on their vacation. But the hustle is is tough um, because you don't sleep much. You told so. me last night this great line. You're like, you could either be tired or poor. Or yeah, I'd ra- yeah, we'd I'd rather, rather, be, rather tired. be tired than poor. So, you know, it's it's if, if you want things out of life, you just got to go for them and, and figure it Taylor out Taylor likes to say you can sleep when you're dead. Yeah. You know, and it's like, you know, that's the thing. It's like you starting any business, you have to be willing to kind of put in those hours. And sometimes those hours are at 530 in the morning and sometimes they're at 1030 at night or midnight. And that's just what it is. But as long as you go in, we went into this knowing that we were going to have to work our butts off, yeah. you know, and we were both OK with it. I mean, there's nothing better than seeing the smile on the customers faces when they get back. And it just the stories and the text messages that we get from the customers with pictures about their trip and <laughs> saying, do we have to bring the van back tomorrow? And it's like, it's just so rewarding. It's completely worth it. So what are your jobs on the side? Because <laughs> this is the reality. Like a yeah. lot of people come to me and they're like, Shelby, I want to quit my job. I want to start a business. And now a lot of people want to start a camper van business, yeah. but they probably have no idea what it takes. So Gretchen, you're a designer. Yeah, I'm a web developer. And she actually designer. designed wild ideas worth living <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> in like a day. Yeah. Amazing. <laughs> Thank it's a you. lot of fun. Um, I kind of fell into that job um, by like, I guess, uh, school mode. I'm just I'm just business development. But I just love the creative aspect of, of design. I love helping people to bring their ideas kind of to life. So you do that. But what's great about web design is you can kind of do that a little bit off hours, right? Oh, yeah. And my customers, I've they've been with me for a decade, and they're awesome. I mean, they know that I'm usually in a van down by the river, usually my, using my <laughs> phone as a hotspot to work on things. And they're great. You know, they know that if I, I mean, I get the job done and yeah. on deadline and budget, so That's they great. don't really care where I work. <laughs> and Taylor, you have another job doing... Yeah, I work for a construction company, and it's anywhere from fifty to seventy hours a week, depending on the wow. on the uh, time of the year. Um, so it's really busy, but you know, again, it's it's when you're starting, when you don't have just a ton of capital to pump in, and when when you want to do everything on your own, and you're stubborn like we are, <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's kind of the reality, you know. It's kind of an, a mean to an ends ends to a mean, whatever. The, however you know. say that, it's okay. It works. To the end. Yeah. What What's been kind of the most challenging part of starting a business for people who just want to start a business today? Um, for me personally, I think it's just the time. I want to spend a lot of time with America. I want every hour to go into it. And that's just not feasible. You know, we still have, you know, dogs to take care of and a house to take care of. And we still have bills to pay too. And a bun in the oven. And we yeah. have a bun in the oven. Yeah. yeah. So we have a baby coming in a couple months. So there's other things in our life that are going on that take time away from a company, which is true for anyone. Um, so I think it was just facing that reality that um, it's okay to not spend, you know, 18 hours a day on Romerica. You know, it's okay to take care of other things. So that way we're happy and we're, you know, a little less stressed all around. I think it makes for a better, better company in general. Yeah. Has there been any lessons you've had to learn about business, Taylor? Oh yeah, so, every day. <laughs> any that you can share that, like you wish you would have known that maybe can help someone else who's starting a business right now? Um, I think just start is really the biggest thing. Um, it, it's easy to you do the fun stuff, like get the business cards and stuff like that, and that's that's the fun part of everything. And if you start that, it gives you kind of your 
your focus and your motivation, there's going to be a lot of really annoying things in any business just because of taxes and bookkeeping and all these other things. But if you don't start, you're just going to get stuck in analysis paralysis and you're just going to, it's, you're always going to be analyzing things. And so you're going to make mistakes, you know, you're going to lose money doing, doing things that, and you know, are basically paying for your education and, uh, just, yeah, just go for it because there's no, there's no other way to really figure it out. That's good advice. Uh, one of our first guests says, you know, starting lines are so much more important than finish lines. But I think you said something else last night where I think I was petting your dog and your dog was shedding all over me. <laughs> and you said, you know, that that's the part of it. Like some of the best things in life have like a shitty element. Like mm-hmm. you get an awesome dog that feels really good, but hair's going to get all over it. Yeah. That's everywhere. just it. Yep. And um, that's okay. That's what they make vacuums. So, <laughs> yeah, so what's, exactly. the, what's the shitty part about having a van and the awesome part about having a van? Oh, the shitty part? Well, not the shitty part. Okay, the I was like, part. I like, don't know. Like the like, hard part about having a van. Van company or just a van in general? A van. Okay. Um, I mean, there's a, if you have a camper van like like what we're sitting in right now with running water, electrical, cabinets, you know, you're always tweaking and you're always maintaining, right? But it's a house on wheels. So you're kind of okay with it at the yep. same time. You know, it's like if you get done with a hike and you're just kind of tinkering for the next hour, that's pretty fun. You know, you're usually someplace that's really nice, and you're just kind of, you know, tinkering with cabinets or the water or, you know, figuring out a better storage solution. So for me, I think the the hard part with vans is, like, you're always wanting to improve, but that's also the best part, too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's really no downside to a van except for maybe <sighs> – not everyone has one. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, it's, it's constant maintenance, just like just like anything else that you have, um, especially when you have all sorts of systems. So Gretchen definitely nailed that one on the head. Does it help, though? You have a background in boating and your whole family's boaters, right? Yep. So you kind of, this is like a boat, but a little bit different because yeah. it's on land. Yeah. So um, the, the, the boat analogy is pretty good because an RV, a van, camper van versus a, a, a sailboat with a cabin are very similar. You know, one's on water, one's on land. If anybody's ever spent any time on the ocean, you realize that, you know, sailing's a fun part, but when you're at port, when you're at anchor, you're, you're working on the boat. Same deal. You know, driving and exploring is great, but, you know, you're always maintaining things. Um, so it's just, it's kind of, you've got to enjoy the process of actually, you know, cleaning and improving and making sure systems are working or you get stranded somewhere and it's, it's not really that much fun, what but at of, least you got your house with you. Yeah. <laughs> what, what kind of person can handle van life and, and what kind of person maybe can't? Should not. Yeah. I don't, you know, it's so funny. Like, I feel like we've gotten such an eclectic mix of customers that, um, I mean, we've had people in their 20s we've had people in their late 60s um families solo yeah Yeah. engagements i've heard lots of engagements that are so exciting we actually got a couple from redlands california they texted us a picture of the actual proposal too when it happened which was so fun wow yeah so everybody can can do van life and that's the thing i feel like even if you've never camped before and we've had a lot of people that have actually never camped um we had a couple from florida last year the um boyfriend had never camped before and the girlfriend wanted him to experience it but in a very positive way so she brought him to oregon (laughs) in the middle of summer and rented the van 
and he loved it. And what an, what a great way to introduce someone into camping. I mean, worst case scenario, you're contained, you have water, you have food, you have warm rumple blankets, and you're not dealing with a tent setting up and breaking down camp. So he was like, all right, we're camping from now on. She's like, well, we might need to buy a van first, but okay. <laughs> she sold them. You know, it was great. She That's was funny. trying to sell them for years and she finally did it. So That's great. Yeah. yeah. Um, you guys have been a masters of, of finding the right gear for vans. And I think people listening really want to know, like, what do I need in my van now that's going to make my life much easier or my Subaru Outback or my yeah. Prius or whatever it is? Um, we start with kind of the three main main elements, yeah. food, water, shelter. Um, so obviously in your van, you, if you have a van, you're, you have your shelter kind of taken care of. You just want to make sure it's waterproof um, and insulated from heat and cold. So whether it's... Um, Reflectix or shades like the vans that we have. And then as far as water, you can either have a sink like the Romerica vans have or our personal van. We just have a, what is it, a, a five-gallon? A jug with a pump. A jug with a pump, you yeah. know, and it's 20 bucks. You can buy a pump off of Amazon or any sporting goods store for a couple dollars. Running and that works. Water. <laughs> that's running water right there. And that works great right. for us. We don't have to worry about it freezing or, you know, the electrical going out or anything. Um, Maybe a rinse kit. That's a new brand by us. Oh, yeah. 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 Something like that. Yeah. Okay. And then um, as far as food goes, you know, the, all the vans have a little refrigerator in them. But again, our personal van, we have a little portable refrigerator. Yeah. I don't know. It's pretty, it can be pretty simple, you know, which is really nice. You just have to break it down into those simple kind of elements. What about the other gear? Like there's Yeti, there's Yeti cups that have kept my uh, water warm for like two days now. Yeah. There's, <laughs> there's a few couple things that are crucial. Um, a company called Nemo makes a helio pressure shower, which is Nemo. literally like a, a stretchy bag with a kitchen faucet on it. It is an absolute game changer. It's incredible. So then you actually have running water. You can put it in the sun if you want it warm to rinse off after surfing or money mountain bike ride or whatever. Um, the rumple blankets are great. They pack down super small and they're really warm. They stay really clean, which is nice as well. Um, so those are like uh, wearing a down jacket. Yeah. But is a blanket. Yep. Full body. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Yep. They're incredible. And then um, we have the Helinox chairs. Very comfortable camp chair, but they pack down really small as well. So it's really easy. Light. You really have got to combine kind of your expedition camping with your comfort. And so you want, <laughs> you're in a car, so you've got to be aware of size. So if you, everything can, can break down super small, you have more room for gear or um, people or whatever else you need. And so everything that we use, we, we've used for, for a long time just on our own. And that's why we kind of choose those products because we know that they're one, they're going to last, they're going to get beat on by renters. Yeah. And, and two, they're, they're actually comfortable and they're functional. So Oregon, Oregon is pretty new to me. It's beautiful. I think I was here once on the warp tour at 22. <laughs> I don't want to blow it up, but it's a pretty awesome state. Um, if I'm going to come to Oregon for like three days, actually, I just saw an article on you guys in the Adventure Journal and the woman who wrote that did a great job. Can you tell us a little bit about what my itinerary should be like if I'm coming to Oregon for like three days? I would say double your trip. Okay. Maybe triple it. There's a lot to see. Yeah. So the Adventure Journal, yeah, Abby did a great job when I read the article. She did kind of a northern loop. So she took people starting in Portland and she took them to the coast, like Manzanita, Cannon Beach area, and then headed north into like Tofino, Whistler area. Um, and those were that was just an amazing article. Like she nailed it on the head. 
most of our customers do a loop that starts in Portland, heads to the coast as well. And then they head south into Florence, which is a beautiful beach town. And then they see Crater Lake, which is east of that, which is just, I mean, if you Google Crater Lake, these images are just spectacular. And it looks like that year round. And if you hit it in the off season, you're not going to get the crowds either. So it's just beautiful. Um, and then a lot of people had to bend. And bend, you can kind of get that brewery, city, shopping, good food. Great mountain biking, good hiking. Tons of adventure. River surfing. Yeah, river surfing now. Yep. Um, and then they loop back around over Mount Hood. Uh, we just had one customer summit Mount Hood, which was awesome. He just did kind of a... He climbed Mount Hood. Climb Mount Hood. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah, that was kind of on his list. He'd never been to Oregon before, but he wanted to do it. So he did Maybe it. Maybe we should do that today. <laughs> <laughs> it's good weather. It's not going to happen. That's amazing. Yeah, Oregon's, Oregon's pretty incredible. Do you guys have any, have any memorable van moments? That you want to share, just one. So many. Maybe. <laughs> we sent. Uh, we're we're on a trip down to Southern Oregon, um, a similar trip to what our customers do. We had mountain bikes and dirt bikes and everything loaded up on our own personal van, and we were going about 50 miles an hour on a back road, and there was a huge dip that we didn't see, and we sent the motorcycle through the back window of the van. Oh. <laughs> It was awesome. So then it was like, we're like giggling the whole way to town. Like, oh my gosh, I can't believe we just did that. Cause you can't help but laugh. Like you just totally screwed up. Like how awesome is that? You know, like it's so funny. Like the, the, the handle of the motorcycle just, yeah, went right yeah. through the back, win back window. And so we pulled up on this grocery store and we're like, Hey, can we borrow like a cardboard and, and some cardboard duct tape? And that's not something that you really pack with you camping. And yeah, they totally hooked us up. And so Taylor like got all the glass out and he picked the most perfect piece of cardboard. It was like this beautiful like farm painting, you know, from like some fruit box or something. And so that was on the back of our windshield for like a week camping. And it was just like, it was so pretty. <laughs> it was awesome. <laughs> like nobody really knew what actually happened. Yeah. It was great. Yeah. I think what's great about you too is you embrace adventure like no other. So like even the tough moments you just think are like the best moments of an adventure. That's what makes it. There, it's, you can always find comedy in it. I mean, we that same, you have to on the road. You trip. have to. You've got so many. I mean, it's tight quarters. You know, it's yeah. just like being on a boat. It's all it's all perspective. You know, it's kind of like how you go through life. If you don't have a positive outlook, I mean, there's going to be tense times, of course, but you gotta you gotta laugh at your own mistakes. <laughs> Is that how you guys got together? You did like a van trip and you're like, okay, she, she can hang. <laughs> no, no, I saw her walking on the beach. Yeah, we met it. We met. She Taylor. saw me walking on the beach. So and came dog. up to me. So was dog walking on the beach. No, I was at the coast. Uh, my dad was surfing. I was just hanging out and Taylor was surfing that day with friends. And uh, yeah, he just came up to me. And I think we just giggled. I used the dogs. <laughs> he did use That's the dogs, of in. course. Hint to anybody else. Um, but at that point, I just had a little Suzuki Aereo that I used, you know. It was great. Taylor had a Tacoma. Mm -hmm. And we just kind of camped out of the Tacoma for years. And then upgraded to a truck and a camper. And then that became too much work to get ready. And then upgraded to the van. Yep. Yeah. What's the future of van life? I mean, it's it's taken off. At least where I live, real estate is really expensive in Southern California. And people are just living out of their vans now. It's a lot less expensive for sure. But you also have to realize you have to have somewhere to park it. But yeah, I mean, you can get into a van. 5000 bucks for yeah. a nice one. Yeah. A nice old plumber van or something and then convert it. With what you need. So like you don't have to have, you know, 27 lights in your van. You can have a lantern that's solar charged, a pump and a water jug 
and a little cooler and you're set. You can be on the road for a long time. Yeah, it can be really simple. There's a lot of companies popping up that are doing these like conversions and and you're saying, no, you can just do it on your own. You don't have to go by the Mercedes Sprinter. You don't have to. If you can, great. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> like, more power to you. There's, they're beautiful. Yeah, you can get into it very affordably. In our own personal van, everything is very simple, very rudimentary. Yeah. You know, again, you want food, water, shelter. You want warmth. And uh, you, want, you want to be able to kind of blend in a little bit. And we just want to pick up and go. We don't want to have to be tinkering with gear and storage and plumbing and electrical it's like we just want to get outside and then come back and have a nice warm place to sleep you know so like even for us we cook outside so we don't need a stove inside you know all of our stuff is mainly outside which is nice and then you guys have houses so you're not living out of your vans right now we are not i wish yeah we we both wish we could be there but worst case scenario it's so worst case scenario so that's the best case scenario so that's (laughs) kind of what you said when you started this business like you're Mm -hmm. taking a risk but worst case scenario What's the worst can happen? Anytime worst you make lose it, everything, right? But you said you could sleep in your van. Yeah, that's pretty yeah. good. That's your worst case scenario. <laughs> that's not a bad option. Is no. there any other mantras you've learned about business that you can share that like have helped you? Um, for me personally, I always like if something goes wrong, it's like you kind of always cringe and dread. Like me to like telling Taylor specifically, like oh, Taylor, like this happened at work today or this happened with the van. Like, what do I do? You know, and it's like I dread it all day and I go home with this like sinking feeling that I have to like break this terrible news to Taylor. But then once it's off my chest and we find a solution, like it really isn't that big of a deal in the grand scheme of things. And Taylor's really good at being like, oh, yeah, we'll just buy a new hinge. Like I'll pop down to Home Depot or whatever. And he just fixes it. And I'm like, gosh, why did I work that up so big? You know, I'm just like so freaked out by these little things that kind of take over my day when in reality, nobody really knows except for me. So I feel like for me personally, as long as I accept that problem head on, address it, find the solution, obviously bring Taylor in to find the solution for me, it goes away real quick. Yeah. I just uh, don't build things up as, as big as you don't need sweat to. the small don't stuff. Don't sweat the small stuff. Yeah, because it, it's, it's eat, every day, yeah. right? It'll eat There's so life. many small things, and ultimately, yeah. you know, what we want is we want our customers to be happy. I mean, that's kind of the end all. So, it's really just making sure that they get an experience that just is 100 percent top well, notch. Yeah. You guys are sold out right now, so I was gonna talk about how. To- how to get a van for summer? Well, we do have some like a bit of openings. We you know space our van rentals out. Oh, you know, days in between. So that way we do have time to work on them and stuff. But we always have these last minute like proposals, you know, the engagements where it's like, I'm only going to be there for two days, you know, and it's like special occasions like that. Like we want to do everything we can to work with people. How's Rob Lowe coming? Is I feel like Rob Lowe just contacted you. You were talking about that. I don't know. We got a call from a producer from his TV show. So I don't know anything yet, though. We'll talk to him tomorrow. I love you, Johnny, but I'd be okay stuck in a van with Rob Lowe for a little bit. You need me to help you out. Johnny's saying he would be okay being stuck in yeah, a van with Yeah, I think all of us would be. So, so just going back to this, you guys are busy. You've got this. You've really mastered the art of kind of camping, gear, all this stuff. What are your daily routines you stick to? Do you guys have any, like morning yoga, morning coffee, ways you eat or train? In a, in a perfect world, uh, 
wake up a little bit of meditation and stretching and then a nice healthy breakfast but in reality that doesn't always happen um you know taylor usually just slaps me on the belly and says hey baby and then grabs (laughs) some coffee and goes (laughs) literally hey baby like talks to baby baby. in 12 hours (laughs) um so you know life is very very busy especially when you're juggling all sorts of things like we are um so we we definitely try to have some quiet time to ourselves or call it meditation or reflection or whatever that's a big one that that smooths the bumps you're not getting these spikes of anxiety and these lows or or anything like that so that that for me that helps a lot and then we definitely try to shut everything down about eight or nine and just like we always have dinner together every night yep every night usually late because we're just working so much yeah we we always eat late we always have but um in portland where we live I'll get home from work. Taylor get home around like 8.30 or so. We'll be finishing up work and we always cook. And then we sit down and have dinner together. And then it's kind of mellow for an hour or two. Um, and that's every night. Every night we have dinner together, which is I, it, really that's important awesome. to me. Yeah. And oh. him, Download the day yeah. and go through what, what happened and what we need to fix and change yeah. and tweak. Who's kind of shaped you the most in life? Either mentors or books and anything you recommend having a dad like my dad <laughs> he's honestly yeah. like the coolest cat man he had a ford econoline brown with brown shag carpet that went up the walls and into the ceiling with a surf rack on top living in california like the he's 60s? like oh yeah the vans for sure like love them i had a you know he told me this whole told us the story and we were like wait what did you have? i met your mom when i owned that thing and you're like, like what that's so gross <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, but he just, he takes everything in stride. He is never stressed out. I mean, him and my mom have five kids, and the fact that he is just like, yeah, whatever, man, cool, sounds good. Like, so supportive, loves Taylor to death. Like, Mr. Fix-It. Yeah, we've we've been really lucky with our families. They've been incredibly supportive. Great ideas. They're they're brutally honest, which is nice. (laughs) So when you have a stupid idea, they'll tell you. Yeah. And whether you listen to them or not is your own (laughs) volition. But um, yeah, been been very very lucky with uh with our families and in guidance. Yeah. Do you guys do you guys have any? I mean, I know you didn't study business at school, which is so great to me because so many people think they need to go write a business plan, go to business school. Did you read any books about starting a business or did you just do it? Well, we're always kind of reading, you know, we're always, I mean, there's so much knowledge out there. It's hard not to listen to podcasts and, and, you know, try to find better ways to tweak your life. So it's more efficient and profitable and you have more time, which is a tough combination. Yeah. Taylor's the reader, researcher, finding out legalities of things. And then he kind of gives me the download, which is really nice. And then I can kind of implement these little tasks here and there. He but. gives you the cliff notes. Yep. Love it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Portland. I just want to talk a little bit about it. We went through <laughs> one day and Johnny and I, our only experience with Portland had been Portlandia. We were so excited right on, right? to see some of the similarities. Yeah. It was yeah. awesome. Yeah. Yep. There's a lot of truth behind it so in areas. Maybe like three things you must see if you go to Portland. <laughs> coffee shop. There's a ton of coffee yeah, shops. Yeah. Well, I so. would say Forest Park. Which Mm -hmm. I don't know if you guys saw Forest Park. It's beautiful walking, hiking. They even have some bike trails now, mountain bike trails. And it's this massive, beautiful forest right in the middle of the city. And it's, I mean, it's just a different world. Yeah. I love the Japanese gardens. They're 
mind blowing. Mm-hmm. Absolutely gorgeous. So and again, right downtown. Yep. Yeah. So you kind of like these things are right in the middle of the city, and you they don't. There's not big signage for them. There's no big advertisements for them. But you do your research, or you know, someone tells you about it, you you luck out yeah. for sure. I loved the axe shop that had like. <laughs> Axes and knives displayed like Christian Louboutin shoes. Seriously. And it was beautiful. I was like, wow, you never see this in La Jolla or San Diego. Those will never get used. And that's kind of your classic classic Portland is is, it is so focused on the craft movement, not just from coffee and beer and food, but axes, knives, you know, all boots, all these little things. It's amazing. And there's all, I mean, I guess Portland's really strong with entrepreneurship in general. Mm -hmm. And you see all these little itty bitty brands popping up and gaining momentum on a, on a much larger scale. It's really pretty cool. Yeah. There's a lot of of passion, a lot of passion. Nike on. Yeah. It's crazy. So we ask all of our guests this, if if you could go back and tell your 15 year old self one piece of advice, what would you tell him and her? Live outside the country. For an extended amount of time, travel more. Uh, growing up, we traveled pretty well throughout New England, and and then when I was in college, throughout the rest of North America, which was amazing. But immersing yourself in a foreign culture is, I think, one of the most valuable things you can do. Awesome. So we spend a lot of time now in Mexico, which is incredible. And just, I mean, it's good to have a different perspective. The United States is incredible, but you really need to see how the rest of the world is living to really get a good worldview. I would say don't stress out so much. I was very focused on like straight A's, you know, doing well in athletics. I don't know why. It's not like we had tons of pressure to like perform by any means, but it's just self-pressure, you know. And uh, I should have just listened to my dad where it's like, don't worry so much. You're good. Don't worry about it. (laughs) (laughs) It's interesting, though. Like the last I think the last four podcast guests I've had have said that, like, don't put so much pressure on yourself in high school. I just feel like you think the world just revolves around you and you want to just be, you know, live up to everybody's expectations when in reality, nobody has that high of expectations for you in high school. Like if you survive high school, you're done. You did a really good job. (laughs) Like, (laughs) So if your 15 year old is listening to this, that's good advice for them. Christian, I want to talk about one thing with you really quickly. Yeah. When when we talked, you said, you know, part of this whole Romerica and starting this business, you, you had Lyme disease. Yeah. Can you talk a little bit about that and maybe sure. just tell people what Lyme disease is? Yeah. So, well, I didn't know that I had Lyme disease until uh, two years ago and I've been uh, sick since I was 10 years old. Um, so at 10 years old, I was diagnosed with juvenile rheumatoid arthritis, um, or I should say misdiagnosed, um, on pharmaceuticals until I was 21. Um, and I just stopped everything cold turkey, which you're not supposed to do, so I wouldn't recommend it. But I was just, I couldn't live anymore. I was just not functioning. I couldn't do day-to-day tasks. I couldn't hold a job. I couldn't go to school. Couldn't because I was physically unable to get out of bed. I couldn't walk. It was just, you know, you're just living this miserable life, taking all these medicines that are supposed to make you better. And they're just making you, they made me completely go broke and unable to function. So at 21, I just said, I'm done. I can't do this anymore. I started paying more attention to my diet. My parents helped me find like an allergist, Still didn't know what was wrong. Fast forward 10 years, and I'd known Taylor. We had been you know, together for a while by that time, and I hit this major, I don't even know what triggered it or what happened, but it happened within three to four weeks where I lost almost 30 pounds. Whoa. I couldn't, literally could not walk anymore. Taylor was taking me to 
doctor's appointments trying to like just figure it out. And uh, we had one doctor, Dr. Lindsay Baum here in Portland, that just she worked her tail off trying to figure it out. She could see that something was not right. Like something was eating me alive basically. And uh, it had just taken over my whole entire body. So she finally did a panel for Lyme disease and she sent me off to a Lyme specialist, um, got me started on supplements right away. And within two weeks I was walking again and gaining some weight. And granted she had me on some like weight gaining protein (laughs) shakes and like, she's like, eat what you can because you can eat now. Like you're not getting sick from it. So eat as much as you can. And here's what you can eat, you know, like healthy stuff, healthy fats and stuff. And she got me upright and moving. And Taylor just kind of kept popping me around to like different doctors, picking up different meds. And I'd say within, that was in September, by November, I was cleared to get a total shoulder replacement surgery, which was awesome. That was like a dream come true for me. And I was healthy enough to do it, which was just absolutely remarkable. And so now that I've been properly diagnosed with Lyme, I can manage it. I'm on natural, everything natural. And what's interesting now, too, is being pregnant, every single symptom has completely gone away. So I'm in complete remission for my pregnancy, which I've never experienced before in my whole entire <laughs> life. So it's pretty remarkable. Wow. It's, I mean, I look at you and you look like the most healthy person. I've, I've figured you did I yoga and every feel I mean, like you're it. super fit. <laughs> That's so interesting. Do you have advice to anybody who has Lyme disease? Because it's, it's pretty prevalent. Um, yeah, I mean... It like makes me tear up because it's so hard. Yeah, it's a it's a brutal it's a brutal disease. It is a brutal disease. I think what's really important is that you need the support system and you need to be able to have people that will help you through the tough times and be able to get you, you know, just to keep your spirits high. You know, because if you don't have that and if you really what happens is the mental state, you just get so beat down. There's so many doctors that are telling you this and telling you that, and you need that support system to be like, nope, we're going to keep going. There is an answer to this. We can find the right formula. You know, we're just going to keep going. And that was one thing that was really frustrating in Gretchen's case was because we had seen so many doctors and no one until we went to see Dr. Baum had even the inkling of testing for Lyme. And so after Lindsay got Gretchen up and running, we started to have real conversations about her medical past and what was affecting her. And that quickly translated into, I think I'm going to do a Lyme panel is what she said. And we're like, oh yeah, that could be it. And what we realized through this whole experience is that if you have not been diagnosed with Lyme, Try to find a Lyme literate doctor or find someone who can keep an open mind and not be stuck in groupthink because every other doctor we'd seen was like, oh, it's oh, it's this. You should be taking a biologic. It's arthritis. You've got classic symptoms. And you just get misdiagnosed over and over and over because of just the state of our medical system. So keep going. Don't stop. You will get better. You just really have to have that perspective. Yeah, thanks for sharing this. And I know this is really personal, so I apologize. I didn't mean to get you guys off guard, but I oh, think it's, good. No, it's good. so important to so many people because so many people have something right now going yeah. on and they want more adventure in their lives and they're they're being like hampered by some sort of medical condition that yep. they can't figure out. Yeah. And I love that you just took your health into your own hands and you weren't willing to accept every single doctor's diagnosis right because I mean it's just like anything any profession it's like they're still learning as well so it's okay to question authority 
it's okay to do that. You know, it's like you're almost hiring them to find an answer. So it's okay to say, well, why do you think that's what it is? Why are you going to put me on this drug when it doesn't make me feel better? Why does it cost so much money yeah. and it doesn't make me feel better? So, and that's everything in life. You know, if you ultimately, what it came down to is it like deep, deep, deep down inside, I knew it wasn't right. I yeah. knew something bigger was happening. So I kept asking why I kept asking those questions and I got kicked out of a lot of doctor's offices. Doctors didn't want to see me anymore. I got <laughs> in my medical like records. It literally says like patient does not want to be treated. And it's like, well, no, I just wanted the right answers, you know, or yeah. an answer in general, not just like what you're supposed to say to me. And I just think that across the board with anything in life, whether it's medical or not, if you have a gut feeling about something that's not right, speak up. Like, what's the worst that can happen? It's totally fine. That's really good advice. So we're going to totally shift gears now. <laughs> <laughs> you lived in, in Jackson? Is that where you yeah, lived? Yeah, yep, Jackson, Wyoming. If you yep. weren't living in Oregon, where would you live? South America? South Chile, America. Argentina, maybe New Zealand, I would think. I mean, it's got to be a good combination of mountains and an ocean. That's uh, hard to find. Alaska, BC, maybe. Gretchen, <laughs> are you the same? I don't know. I haven't been. I have so much to see. Like, there are so many places on my list that I want to visit. Everything from, yeah, Chile to Switzerland. Like, I don't know what's out there. Yeah. I have this vision of, you know, where I see myself, but it's a different place every six months. So that's how Johnny and I are. We, we're yeah. going to move to Portugal one month and New Zealand yeah. the next right. month. There's just too much to see to, to, to be locked into one, one spot. And so. I think that's what's so cool about this whole van thing is you can take your, your home with you wherever you go. Yeah. And, and they if, fit in a shipping container, by the way. Yep. Awesome. Okay. <laughs> so I have two more questions. If you guys could fly, nope, we're not going to fly a plane. If we could drive, drive this van, van across the world, even across the oceans, and it, instead of just Romerica, it had a banner that it read a message to to the world. W what is that message to the world? That's a good one. Yeah, I don't know. More is never enough. That's kind I of a know. personal mantra. I think mantra. it's just like Taylor was saying earlier. Like, get going. Let's go. Yeah. Like, let's just go. Yeah. Leave, I like leave it behind. Those. Don't stop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you're kind of a minimalist, but. Except for your gear not. closet. Except yeah, not at well, that's, all. I think it was you a lot of people garage. in this lifestyle. Um, Taylor's garage had like dirt bikes, surfboards, <laughs> wind surfboards, every kind of gear. I mean, Johnny was in heaven. Yeah. yeah. Taylor still drools over his garage. It's okay. I love my garage. <laughs> I'm very fortunate. <laughs> yeah, there's just too much out there to, to sit inside all day. You know, the world is big and there's amazing people and cultures and too many things to experience. Once. If you, if you wait too long, you're going to be 80 years old and wondering why you're sitting in the same chair. Well, you guys, thank you so much. It has been so much fun to hang out with you. This van is, it's been so fun. We used to kind of make fun of people in vans and be like, oh, there's another creeper van. <laughs> yep. But the van life thing is is pretty cool. I kind of get it. I mean, we're lucky we're going to fly home to beds, but these, this bed, I slept like a baby last night. Could have been the whiskey you gave me. Um, where can people find out more? Now you have an Instagram. Yeah. Um, we have Instagram. We have Facebook, Twitter. Everything's RomericaRentals.com. So every handle is Romerica Rentals as well. Yeah. Check us out online and 
or just Google. And these guys are blowing up. Like literally they're, they're getting so much press. It's so awesome to see. So thank you guys so much. It's been, it's been amazing having you. If you want to check out Romerica, I'll have all the information in the show notes with some behind the scenes video that Johnny's shooting in the background (laughs) and some pictures of where we saw cool things we saw in Oregon. Thanks again. Thank you for listening to the show. I hope you enjoyed it. You can check out Romerica Rentals on their Instagram, their website, and all the links on where to find them in the show notes on wildideasworthliving.com. Thanks to Taylor and Gretchen for sharing your very honest story with us and for being such great hosts to Johnny and I. We've got some great pics on Instagram, at wildideasworthliving, and on Facebook. If you love this show, tell your friends. If you really loved it, you can also donate on wildideasworthliving.com or you can just leave a review on iTunes. And if you're in Hood River or near there in Oregon on June 9th to the 11th, I'm the MC host and moderator for something called the Outfound Series. It's a unique gathering of outdoor innovators, entrepreneurs, creative athletes, and artists. You can check it out June 9th through the 11th on outfoundseries.com. There's some great speakers, including Rebecca Roosh and Mark Healy, the big wave surfer. Thank you so much for listening. Thanks for your awesome emails and your awesome reviews. Wherever you are in the world, don't forget the best adventures happen when you follow your wildest ideas. Have a great week. Hopefully we'll see you in Hood River and we'll see you next week. (laughs) 